Hello and welcome to this episode of Real Lives. And today I'm absolutely delighted to be talking to Jamie Lurath, author and entrepreneur who's just um, published the book called The Pink Blanket. Welcome, Jamie. Really pleased to be talking to you today. Please tell us about your book. Um, so the pink blanket was um, I, I, was the inspiration, I guess, um, from a long-standing dream of being a writer. Um, it, I guess, I guess, timing, um, life circumstances, and uh, not wanting to live with regret. Um, kind of tipped the scale for me to put myself out there and and take a leap and and see what I could come up with and it's a book about a woman who faces um, she's lived with domestic abuse um, she's faced with leaving somebody that she loves um, lots of lots of times we do and that's why it's so hard to leave is because you do love them and so it's just based on some of the struggles that she faces um with leaving her abusive partner um it's it's fiction it's there's no real life stuff in there um it's 100 fiction but it's i i believe it addresses um some real life issues. I think it's, you know, some people will be able to connect with some of the thoughts and feelings that have experienced the same thing Taya goes through. Mm. And then just to add things to the mix, I mean, she's she thinks she's got one direction and one plan and she's got she's got a secret that she's got to protect and and a goal she wants to accomplish but of course um like any any book there's some things that get thrown in the way and obstacles she has to face and and ultimately tests her her desires and dreams and if if what she thought she wanted in the first place is what she's going to end up wanting in the end and so it's it's the first of a series um there's still Okay. more too there's two more books um for sure um which right. i'm in the writing process of um but the first this is the first one so yes i'm really intrigued about the secret because i say i read a, a little bit about the book and she meets a guy doesn't she a yes. guy called jonathan and they share a secret yes I'm dying to know what it is <laughs> i'll have to read it <laughs> i will have to read it um, what was a trigger for you to actually sit down and write the book? Um, you, know, you said you've always wanted to write, you've always been interested in writing, um, but there was there must was was there something that made you actually sit down and write this one? Um, there's probably a few things. So I, I was living in a in a abusive marriage. Um, it, it wasn't healthy. Um, I was, you know getting to that age, I was 40 and, and um, I just, I really was probably at the bottom, I guess, of what I would consider where I would want my life to be. Mm. And I, I don't know, I mean, I've always had ideas come and go, come and go. And, and when this one came to me, um, I don't know, it just something resonated. And I guess where I was at in my life, and it, it, it was a long—it's a long-standing dream—and um, I just finally went. You know what? It—it's now or never. So I, 
I had nothing to lose. I had nothing but, you know, time at home because I didn't do anything. I had no life. <laughs> right? I, I stayed at home and, and was miserable. And, and when you're with somebody who, who makes you feel worthless and makes you feel, he, he and I guess maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of a spark was, was I, I did tell my husband one time, I said to him, I said, you know, I want to be a writer. And he just, he laughed in my face. And I mean, I know for somebody to come at somebody and say that it's um, probably like, oh, whatever, you know, a lot of people are like, whatever. But to me, I, I did. And I meant that. And just knowing the, I guess, the circumstance of the marriage, it was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it without you. Like, I, I don't need your support. And so at that point, I basically had to be my own biggest um, fan. <laughs> and uh, I just, yeah, I, I'd go to work and as a letter carrier, I'm on my feet for several hours a day alone. So if an idea would come to me, we have red cards, they're called for parcels. And so I would jot a lot of thoughts and notes on these red cards. And and then I started thinking, okay, so if I do this, do can I publish it? Like what, what are my chances of getting this book published? So then I start researching publishers and traditional publishing and self-publishing and, you know, different ways of, of possibilities of even getting it published and, and what is the likelihood. And I mean, I, I Googled some of the big, big authors out there, you know, just to even see. And, and I guess just finding out that not everybody went and got a university degree who's wrote a wrote a book and a, a successful book at that. So I guess I just took every little bit of encouragement I could find, however I could find it. And yeah, and then eventually it was probably about two years before I actually sat down and started putting words to paper. But yeah, I was, I was going to how long it was before you actually, because you, 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 you're going through a process, going through, uh, on a journey, really. It was quite a brave step to take. Yeah. The situation you're in. Yeah, um, and it's quite it's quite a good message for everybody listening to this that you know you can stay focused and and keep with your dreams and just just keep going for it, just do it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, that was as I said. I like I said, I had to be my own bit because I didn't tell anybody when I started. Yeah. I didn't because I didn't I didn't want that discouragement i didn't want negative energy i just didn't yeah. want opinions and you know and had i got into it and went off oh, this isn't for me you know then people are like oh well how's that going and i just didn't want that and yeah. and so i just yeah i was it a bit of an escape for you was it um, a bit of a therapeutic journey it was um i guess it was it was a sense that i could like uh what the main character Taya faces in in the novel, um, they're not they weren't personal experiences, but they were experiences enough that I I felt that genuine emotions, genuine um, feelings, processes, thoughts that somebody who goes through that kind of a situation would feel, and so in a way I was able to um, get out I guess my thoughts and feelings through a character who had different experiences but it was still a way of i guess putting it out out there yeah. in a sense and not necessarily that i mean in putting it out there for people to be like oh this is what she was thinking and feeling it was just for me to put it out there to get it out of myself and to be able to have it be relatable 
if yeah. that makes sense. And, yeah. and yeah, as a kind of a form of healing, it was like, you know what, it was almost kind of like her and I were working through it together. I know she was, yeah. a, she was a fiction, but um, a part of it is, um, I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I have more books I'm writing, but this one, she became one will be special. Yeah. <laughs> it, it will always be a thing because it's, I mean, it's, it, it's intertwined so many things, I guess, um, having written that book or written the pink blanket, but, um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know. There's, what would you think the biggest hurdle was you had to get over? Um, probably the biggest hurdle once, once I started writing it, it poured out. I had people out now. I'm like, no, I, I just wrote, I wrote and rewrote and editing was, was stressful, but definitely the fear of of failure definitely yeah. it was like you know i mean when somebody writes a book you know people are judging you all over <laughs> and it's not an it's not an easy task and it's not something that you know you know people are going to be critiquing and i and i'm yeah. i'm good with 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 that like i'm always open to you know constructive criticism but people like to judge and i mean we all know what kind of a cruel world we can live in and so when you're already um really low on self-esteem and self-confidence and all those things to do something that i feel is is kind of a big big thing um especially coming from a small town it was just i just i would really have to talk my ego down a lot of times because it was right front and center even during the writing process it's like oh you know you'd read a page and be like what are you doing like are you even going to get there is it even going to be worth reading and and so it was really it was really the fear of just or the the hurdle of getting over the fear the fear of actually doing it the fear of facing rejection the fear of facing poor judgments the fear of i guess just everybody else's opinions when at the end of the day when i finally went you know what this is my life. I get one life. And it's, I mean, I've been blessed in so many ways. And, you know, even the bad times have obviously been blessings, maybe in disguise, as they say. Mm -hmm. But it just, it just really brought me to a point where it was just like, you just have to realize that it, you just can't you can't worry about what other people think. And I mean, ultimately, if if nobody likes it, you're probably not gonna sell it. So that kind of sucks if you put all that hard work into it and and not, but fortunately I've I've had really incredible reviews. So I'm really grateful that that yeah. it's gone that way. Yeah, yeah. And how do, how does it feel to, to get those reviews? I mean, that must be give you a huge boost. I mean, it must you know, put away, put away all those negativities once you get those good positive reviews. It uh, it does help. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Again, I, all the researching and all that, you know, I have books that I love. Um, I'm an avid reader, like love reading. And so one thing I did um, was I went through and I, I read reviews on like major best-selling authors. And when I finally realized, it's like, you know what? even they don't always get great reviews and it's because everybody, you can't please everybody. You just cannot. And, you know, when I finally started convincing myself and, and telling myself, like you just can't. So I, I was prepared for that. But as I slowly started, you know, handing out copies for friends to read and family to read and people were like, wow, you wrote this. <laughs> and there's moments where I, 
after it took me about three months after it was published to actually sit down and read it myself because I was just almost tired of it with all the editing and stuff. And there's moments where I was like, wow, I wrote that, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it, it's, it's a real confidence booster. Um, it, it makes, it makes me appreciate that much more that I actually just went for it. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I was saying, I, in the publishing process, the Kirkus review, that was, that was probably the biggest for me was to get in my mind, a good review from them because it was, it was before anybody else even knew I had written it or, you know, it was basically my opinion and, and their opinion at that point. And to me, I thought that that was a pretty good opinion to get a good one from. And so, um, I still, people that have been buying it, I'll get messages and be like, you know, people that I went to school with and, and, you know, people now that they're buying it out there and stuff. And, and, you know, I look at my Amazon reviews and it's just like, it makes me tear up. I I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you yeah. should you should feel proud. I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot of work, isn't it? It's a lot of you've obviously gone on a long journey through it. And you know, one of one of the things that you've just said about is you can't please people all the time. You can't please everyone all the time. And I think that is a life lesson that a lot of people need to learn. I think especially women that are in um, oppressive relationships, you know. Yeah. Um, if you're in a, a situation of um, domestic abuse and violence then women do become pleasers because yeah. uh, men are not you know um, they also suffer this so I think that's quite a strong statement to put out there really is that you cannot please people all the time yeah, uh, yeah. so was it harder for strangers to read it, or was it more difficult having your family and friends read it? Um, probably family. So I have a my daughter who's over eighteen. Um, she was the first one I gave a book to, mm. and she was gonna be my. She was the one I feared the most. <laughs> and so it would be three in the morning and I'd get a text and it'd be like, mom, what are you writing? Cause there are, uh, there is some, you know, steamy scenes in there. And, and um, I was like, okay, you got to pretend I'm not the writer. Cause I'm like that. I said that that's left in the writing room. Like I just, I don't, I don't address that anywhere else. And so she'd be like, okay. And so then uh, the one day I was out delivering the mail and it was like, nine in the morning or something and I get a big long text from her and she was like oh my god mom this is so good she's like I can't believe it I stayed up all night she didn't sleep all night she could she couldn't put it down I was like really you liked it and she's like I loved it when's the next one and I was like Excellent. oh wow okay and so when she was all positive about it um when I give it to my friends I, I don't mind my friend, they're my friends that like, they know yeah. me. And, you know, if you can't, if you can't trust your friends, <laughs> then who do you trust? And I'm, I said to them, like, I want honest opinions. And actually some of my friends, I was like, I don't think you're being honest. I, I had a hard time believing because they are your friends. And so you want to trust them, but also it's like, are they being nice? Right. And yeah. so, um, strangers or you know, like I said, people I went to school with, that's 20 some years ago. So it's not like we're close or I've seen them. And so it's people that I know that I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I guess those are the most intimidating, um, waiting for those reviews to come in because they know you, but they don't know you. And it's not like a stranger. Strangers don't bother me at all. Um, I'm prepared for the hate. I'm prepared for the love. Like that's okay. Um, and, and yeah, but it, it's like I said, I just, I honestly am just so grateful that everybody who seems to read it, either they're being really nice or they, it's just been genuinely great feedback. And so it's just that much more encouraging to just keep going. Cause yeah. Excellent. Well, maybe it sounds like it might be movie material. I can't wait to read it. I am going to um, read it after this interview. That's for sure. Cause I really want to know what the secret is. And also you um, have set this up um, to actually help women um, that are in uh, domestic violent situations and uh, mental and physical abuse, isn't it? Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Sure. Um, so when I was writing, um, I don't know, I've always, I guess they say we always feel like we have a bigger purpose or, you know, we're, we're destined to do something and sometimes we never find what that is. And, and so as I was writing, um, I don't know, it just, I found a fuzzy the title didn't the title popped up uh, in the middle of the night one night too it was kind of a process coming to the title but anyways it was a name i jotted down and then i happened to be in a local shop and there was like this really warm fuzzy pink blanket and i was like okay maybe that's the sign so i bought the blanket and i took it home and by the end i knew it and as i was getting it was quite close to the end of writing and i just went you know what shelters or if I could donate pink blankets, and I guess in my mind with all my dreams and, and thoughts um, when I was writing this book of, you know, being able to be a successful author or man, if this would become something that would be wonderful, yeah. um, was kind of to, if I could afford to eventually, um, I didn't, I didn't write the book for this, but it's just kind of come up from that. And like I said, everything, the ball just kind of kept rolling. And so it always it popped in the back of my head was that, you know, one day if I, if I'm successful enough and I can afford to, I want to supply fuzzy, warm pink blankets um, to women's shelters all over the world. Right. So yeah. it's something that when they come in, it's theirs. They get to leave with it. They can go to sleep with it. If they've got small children with them, it's just kind of like, like a big warm hug when you're walking in just to yeah. know that people care about you. Um, you know, the, the blanket would, hopefully, you know, come with some necessities and just a little bit of a, a story to know that there are people out there that were like them, um, that care about them, that want them to believe in themselves and to just to just know that there is hope for a better life and that there's people out there that that are willing to do whatever they can to to give them just any any form of hope enough to just to just make them realize that it's their life and they deserve to live it and they deserve to be happy. And so when I was speaking with my publicist, one of the questions they asked me at the time um, was what, what my goal was, um, my long-term goal with writing. And it was just kind of funny because I hadn't really thought past, you know, just writing. And yeah. so when I told them my hopes for one day with the pink blanket, they were just like, wow. Feel sort of goosey and I'm just thinking I so hope that that all happens I mean you know what a wonderful thing I mean just and that that sort of the gift of the pink blanket and and what it symbolizes that sort of warmth and and 
you know, you say security and and the big hug in a nice soft blanket, the whole imagery and the feelings that go with that is just, it's, you know, it's, it's quite moving. It's quite, yeah, it's quite powerful. Yeah. I just, like you said, I just, I, I just, I hope that one day it all, all comes together and, and, oh, yeah. you know, I just, I mean, we're in the process. I mean, what a year to get started, you know, with, with COVID and all that stuff. So it's been a little bit of a delay, but I just, uh, the other day I was sitting there counting my blessings because you hear people say, what an awful year, what an awful year. And I mean, it wasn't great, but like, I just have so many things to be thankful for that I just keep feeding on them and, and we'll get there. So however, however it is, it'll be, it's something that I feel like, and that's when I was, when I was writing and when that came to me and then you know, as I started putting thoughts down, you know, how it can work and what it can work, it was just like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so it was, it was really nice to have that revelation to realize that, hey, and to, to, I guess when you kind of find your purpose or your passion and it just sits there and you know you found it, it's a pretty good feeling, so. Yeah, absolutely, it's a fantastic story. Your own story, the whole concept of, um... Yeah, your goal where you want to take it with the pink blanket idea and the story sounds amazing and i'm really hooked i really, really i hope you enjoy it just to end what would be the one piece of advice that you would give or or insight to somebody who maybe is like yourself has been sitting there thinking well you know i really would like to write a book and you know maybe they have different ideas going through their head or they jotted down bits but never actually got around to actually doing it what would be the one thing that you would say to them just do it go for it i just i can't say it enough i mean it's just just the feelings that come with the accomplishment um and just you get one life you get one so i mean you got to make it the best you got so whatever it is whatever anybody wants to do if if you you know if it's sitting there and it's something that just doesn't doesn't go away just do it just do it i mean at the end of the day if you don't try you'll never know so exactly exactly so where can people buy the book so it is available on Amazon, um, Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Chapters Indigo, Barnes and Noble. Um, Thirty-five thousand online retailers is what I've, I'm told with my publisher. So anywhere online, I know if you if you Google it, it'll come up. Um, I do have a website, JaylenAddy.com, um, that you can purchase through there as well. It'll take you, um, if you go to the bookstore, I believe it'll take you all the different options that it's available to purchase through as well, so. Excellent, I'd um, just like to say that we will be putting up all that information for people so that they can um, pick up the, the links and the information if they haven't actually been able to uh, jot it down whilst we're talking um, information will be in the links underneath um, thank you ever so much for talking to me I've really enjoyed our chat and I can't wait to um, read the book and yeah maybe we can hop back on and oh. do a little book review afterwards and you can tell me what the plot of the next one is <laughs> that would be awesome I would love that <laughs> thank you so much for having me thank you and thank you to everyone that's listening and watching this real life episode today. And if you've liked this, please subscribe and hit the notification button for the next uh, episode of Real Lives.
See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>